0: Hello listeners. This is Dr. Muji.
1: And I'm also here. That's right. Right here. Over over here. This way. <laughs> this is Yamade. Listeners, it's going to be a fun episode. Trust me when I say it. I'm already getting way too excited about it. As a bit of a reminder before we get started, remember to text along as you listen or even after the fact, share your thoughts, share your feedback, your comments, your own experiences to 650-360-7282. That's 650-360-7282. And as always, rate, review, Share this podcast with everyone you know. You just never know who might need to hear all about today's topic and all of the historical topics that we've covered. Share it with your tribe, your network, everyone in your circle. To get us started for today, I have a lovely text message that was received from one of you sweet listeners. It's a bit lengthy, a message, but I have it pulled up right here in front of me, so I should be able to read it okay. It says, Hi, Dr. Moji slash Iyabide. I want you to know how encouraged I feel when I listen to your podcast. Gaslighting was an eye-opener to me. People misuse the word and really underestimate it by tossing it around at every opportunity. As you said, knowing more about it also gave me goosebumps. Reflecting on it, I see these individuals as weak, inferior, with a complex, usually from past childhood experiences. They're not even aware of what they do. I've met some in my younger years. I think people should be more aware of these people so as to call them out ASAP and or dissociate from them as they will end up stealing one's joy. Please note, women also gaslight men. Next message. With empathy, please share with me the source you mentioned. I'd like to work on some things you mentioned, like not talking about my own experience when empathizing with someone. Thanks to both of you for your hard work and commitment. At times as this with COVID-19, many deaths, politics, social media era, we need these topics and discussions to keep us aware and sane. Listener, thank you so much for that text message. Yes, there was some homework there. There was a source that we had to send over, but that's been finished. That part is complete. In all seriousness, thank you. This message means the world to us.
0: I agree with you, my daughter. It's a wonderful message. I really like it. And I just want to add that the listener is correct in terms of the fact that women do gaslight men. Um, I must have missed that. We must have missed that in our discussion. (laughs) I guess the emphasis was about patriarchy. But at the same time, I think I also mentioned that even in same-sex relationships, intimate relationships, gaslighting could occur. However, I don't remember saying that women can gaslight men. And I've come across some women who actually do gaslight their men. And uh, sometimes you talk to them about it, and it is true that sometimes they are not aware that they are gaslighting. At least they didn't use that word gaslighting in terms of their response and treatment of their significant other.
1: I agree with you completely. And that episode was for everyone, because quite frankly, regardless of gender, anyone could be a gaslighter. And also on the other end, anyone can be gaslit or gaslighted. For today, listeners, as I promised, we have such an exciting episode for you today. It's emotional intelligence. From my perspective, I'm going to keep an absolute open mind for today's discussion because I don't necessarily understand the topic in full. I know what emotions means and refers to, and I know what intelligence means and refers to, but quite frankly, before today, I think I've tossed the phrase emotional intelligence around without actually thinking through what it means, without thinking through the potential complexities and nuances that exist within the term and concept. So I'm here with an open mind to learn as much as possible today. And mom, I'm so happy that I have you here to guide us along the way. If you could go ahead and give us a starting definition of emotional intelligence, I think that'll really set the stage for us.
0: Thank you, my daughter. I'm happy that you're open minded about this topic. And I would want our listeners to, to be open minded. When we hear intelligence, usually people will be thinking of intelligence quotient. And that's not what we'll be talking about today not that one, particularly because it comes with certain baggages. Today, we'll be talking about emotional intelligence, and that's the capacity to be aware, to control, or to express our emotions. When you think of emotional intelligence, I want us to also think of the fact that it's our ability to handle interpersonal relationships carefully And compassionately. One definition that I actually like is the one given by Travis Bradbury. Emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize and understand emotions in yourself and others, and your ability to use the awareness to manage your behavior and relationships. When I think of emotional intelligence as a concept, I readily think of the psychologist who first came up with the phrase, Daniel Goleman. And as he describes emotional intelligence, he considers four major characteristics. One characteristic is self-awareness. Are you conscious of your emotions, feelings, moods, and their effects on others? Another characteristic is self-regulation. Are you able to control your emotions, feelings, moods? Are you able to redirect your emotions, your feelings, those that do you and others' disservice? The idea is that do you think before acting? It's about management of yourself. A third characteristic is empathy. Are you able to feel another person's emotions, feelings, Are you able to put yourself in another person's shoes? The idea is, are you socially aware? Are you being responsive? And the fourth characteristic is social skills. So the questions you will ask yourself, do you have the ability, the talents, the qualities that will help you build or foster relationships with other people? So based on those characteristics, you can easily see, my daughter and our listeners, that emotional intelligence involves knowing who you are and what you do.
1: So in other words, emotional intelligence practically asks you the toughest questions you could ever ask yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Right? Because if we think of this model of emotional intelligence, there seem to be these four critical characteristics. But each of these are no easy feat. Self-awareness, self-regulation, empathy, social skills. Those are major components. They're not easy asks of any of us. And I think my natural next question is just, do we actually have to be well-skilled in each of those components, or can we just be strong in a few? Let's say you struggle with social skills, yet the other three are strengths, or a bit stronger than how you manage social skills. Are you then able to describe yourself as an emotionally intelligent person? And I'm asking that for a friend. I mean, I guess maybe that friend is me. (laughs) But really, I can't help but wonder that because I can't say that I excel at all four, but I would have thought that I am an emotionally intelligent person.
0: All those components or characteristics are necessary. But of course, we would be stronger. Some of us would be stronger on some more than others. So it's possible that you are someone who is high, relatively speaking, on self-awareness. Whereas in terms of social skills, you might not be as strong. But I believe that all are important because they all relate to one another. I mean, someone who is empathic, before you are able to put yourself in someone else's shoes, that means that you are able to understand and read their moods, their feelings, correctly, and then match their moods with yours.
1: I can see that. I'm so curious to know more about this. I think part of it too is when I think of myself, like I said earlier, I do consider myself to be An emotionally intelligent person, or at least that's my aspiration. My goal is to be someone who displays behaviors that are fitting of someone with high emotional intelligence. I'll worry about the IQ later, but for EI, for emotional intelligence, that does matter a lot to me. It's a great deal of importance. And so when I think of each of those characteristics, when I think of the consciousness of my emotions or my moods, when I think of my ability to control those emotions and feelings, or respond to and really empathize and feel with another person. All of those are skill sets and characteristics that I definitely make complete sure to work on and to strengthen. With the social skills element, once again, asking for this same friend, I just think it's something that can be a little trickier to navigate. And a part of me just feels as if this is a dimension that it's just natural. It's innate. It's either you're born with social skills or you aren't. And throughout the course of your life, you'll just continue trying to work on it and develop that. But ultimately, the other three feel a lot more within my control than that particular fourth component.
0: I hear you, my daughter, to the extent that when we're talking about social skills, it's called social, which means that it has to do with how you interact with other people. And so that one too would be important, but we might vary in the way we are interacting with other people. I mean, if you're an extrovert, for instance, you will interact differently than if you were an introvert. So again, I like to see some of these things maybe on a continuum. And if you're not at the far extreme, you know, of the, for instance, self-regulation, not being able to self-regulate at all, I think you'll be able to still um, manage situations, manage relationships, because what happens with social skills is that if you're not socially adept, you might... Push people away rather than drawing them closer to you.
1: So, mom, when you interact with people, do you walk away giving them an emotional intelligence score? Do you kind of assess those domains and walk away thinking, you know what, they are failing. <laughs> they are absolutely tanking on that emotional intelligence score that I have of them in my
0: head? I think consciously or unconsciously, we all assess others in terms of these characteristics. I mean, I think of all of them, the one that people usually go to will be the social skills one. Uh, Some of the others, it's first about you, like the self-awareness.
1: So I take that as a politically correct, yes, you are absolutely assessing everyone, probably even me. You probably walk away from every conversation assessing how emotionally intelligent I am. Like after we wrap up here on this call, you'll Are you keeping a log, a tracker? Today, Iyabade was so low on EI.
0: My daughter, you're always so high. I mean, I'm biased. And so I always see positive about you, which I do of other people too. I'm always looking for people's strengths.
1: That's fair. And I do have to say, although I am biased too in this, I think that is something that you try to do. And I'd imagine, mom, that your students probably appreciate that and see that in you as well. So, aside from all of that, I think it's also important for us to understand the importance. Important for importance. Are you hearing my grammar? You see, I need new words, I need a dictionary. But I think it's also really critical for us to discuss the importance of emotional intelligence, because as I mentioned earlier, these components are not the easiest. They're not those that I can say everyone more than likely will just perfect on day one and just continue that way through life. I'd imagine there'd be ups and downs. There'd be periods in life where maybe we are higher and presenting differently with our emotional intelligence than others. But I think fundamentally, there is an importance with this form of intelligence. And mom, we're ready for you to explain it to us.
0: Yes, emotional intelligence is very important, no doubt. It's very interesting that some refer to it as soft or people skills. And in doing so, they're comparing it with maybe what they call hard or task skills. And those will be talents and abilities that can be measured Uh, And associated with workplaces. However, from my point of view, soft skills are universal and they're not actually confined to certain jobs. You need them all the time. They contribute to various kinds of relationships. It will sustain healthy relationships. However, if you're low on emotional intelligence, it will contribute to antisocial behaviors. Being high on emotional intelligence would also foster pro-social behaviors. So let me give examples comparing someone who is high in emotional intelligence with someone who is low in emotional intelligence. People who are high in emotional intelligence would accept themselves and others. They can communicate assertively and they can display empathy while people who are low in emotional intelligence will not be accepting of themselves or others, will use passive or aggressive communication and would lack empathy. What is very important to note is that emotional intelligence is the key to both Personal and professional success. So when we're talking about success at workplace, um, in terms of academic success, and even in leadership, emotional intelligence is very important. In fact, I would say that the key to all successes is emotional intelligence. And I know that some folks would argue with me about that or might not agree with me. But I just think that we cannot live life successfully without being high on emotional intelligence.
1: Mom, I think you caught a case of the importance too. I think I heard you say important as much as I did. (laughs) Is that our new takeaway term? Is that what this episode should be called? Emotional intelligence is important.
0: (laughs) I hear you.
1: But aside from that, acceptance, healthy communication, empathy, all such incredibly valuable, I almost said important, but all such incredibly valuable aspects to think about and to incorporate into not only how we treat ourselves, but also how we treat others. As part of the prep for this episode, part of my excitement to um, work on this thing called emotional intelligence, I read this book called Emotional Intelligence for Dummies by Stephen Stein. For anyone who knows me, when I see the four dummies, I run straight for that type of book. I want it broken down for me to the absolute fundamental and basic level. And this book delivered, and it actually delivered so much more. And I have an excerpt in front of me in far too small print, but still, nevertheless, it's in front of me. And it's a section that I really enjoyed and that, Mom, I think will supplement a lot of what you've just explained to us. So the way Steven Stein explains it, there are some things to think about when looking at your own level of emotional intelligence. And... There are basic questions that we can ask ourselves, and I have to admit that I asked myself each and every one of these questions, and I took a few moments to truly think about it, and to think about it not just superficially, but deeply and truthfully with myself. The first item is, I'm usually aware of how I'm feeling emotionally. I find it easy to express my feelings and beliefs to others. I really know what I'm good at and where I lack skills. I know exactly where I'm going in life. I depend on others when making important decisions. People feel I really listen to them. I have many friends and acquaintances. I spend a lot of time doing things to help others. I'm good at solving people's problems. I find it easy to change tasks. I live in the real world and tend not to daydream. I get through stressful situations without a lot of anxiety. I'm thoughtful and I carefully plan my reaction to things. I tend to look at the bright side of things and I'm usually happy. The author of this book, Stephen Stein, then goes on to explain that while reading through this book, each of us may readily think of people who use higher or lower levels of emotional intelligence skills, but at the end of the day, we also should be thinking about how we would react in these same exact situations to help gauge our emotional intelligence. As Stephen Stein puts it, by taking an honest look at your own emotional skills you put yourself in a better position to understand your situation and move forward in areas that can help you be more at ease with yourself and with others. And I love a tip that's mentioned in the book. I'm going to quote it directly An emotionally intelligent person generally approaches people with a what's in it for you attitude rather than a what's in it for me perspective. All right, well, moving on. I feel as if we've spent a lot of time highlighting the importance and value of emotional intelligence. But on the flip side of the coin, there have to be not so great consequences that come from having high emotional intelligence.
0: Like any other thin quality attribute, there's usually some disadvantages or downside, and this also applies to being highly emotionally intelligent. For instance, People who are high in emotional intelligence do not like to challenge the status quo. I'm thinking of myself, for instance. We would not want to hurt other people's feelings, and so we struggle to give negative feedback. And at the same time, we also have difficulty receiving negative feedback. Because people that are high in emotional intelligence are also high in conscientiousness, They are low in risk-taking, so they do not like to move beyond their comfort zone. And we know that there are advantages of moving beyond one's comfort zone. Emotional intelligence can also be used unethically to the extent that those who are high in emotional intelligence might manipulate others, manipulate them to do what they want them to do.
1: Okay. Well, there has to be some healthy spot that we can find. There has to be some happy medium that we can achieve with our emotional intelligence. Mom, what sort of strategies exist to help us develop or improve upon our emotional intelligence? Of course, I think it's easy enough to keep in mind the potential negative repercussions of being too high or very high in emotional intelligence. But realistically, listeners, are you with me here? I think we could all more than likely improve upon our emotional intelligence.
0: I agree with you, my daughter, that all of us can improve or foster our emotional intelligence. What we should know is that emotional intelligence has more advantages than disadvantages. So um, hardly are people so extreme that some of those negatives or cons that I mentioned will be applicable. Research suggests that emotional intelligence increases with age and it peaks between 40 to 49 years of age and then begins to drop slightly thereafter. This is because emotional intelligence potentially is influenced by more life experiences. Yes, emotional intelligence is affected by or influenced by genetics, but it's more about life experiences. Anyway, regardless of age and any of these other factors, we can all develop and strengthen our emotional intelligence. Some of the strategies that I love are from mindtools.com. One strategy is to observe how you react to people. Do you rush to judgment before you know all of the facts? Do you stereotype? These are questions that you should ask yourself. Again, look at your environment For instance, look at your work environment. Ask yourself, do you seek attention for your accomplishments? It's important that one be humble. Another strategy is to do a self-evaluation. Consider your weaknesses. We all have weaknesses in as much as we have strengths. By considering our weaknesses, we can improve our emotional intelligence. Examine how you react to stressful situations. Ask yourself, do you become upset when things do not go your way? For many of us, this is usually the situation, but again, we can work on that. Take responsibility for your actions. If you hurt someone's feelings, apologize. Finally, examine how your actions will affect others. Before you take those actions, engage in perspective taking, put yourself in the other person's shoes.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of those, mom. I think at this point, we're ready for your quote for today.
0: My quote for today is by Danielle Goldman, who I've referred to a couple of times today. Quote, If you're tuned out of your own emotions, you will be poor at reading them in other people, end of quote. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for spending time with us.
1: Yes, we want to hear from you. Give us feedback on what you heard today and suggestions for topics you would like us to discuss in future episodes. You can email us at catchingcurveballs at gmail.com. That's catchingcurveballs, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you can text us at 650-360-7282. That's 650-360-7282. Also remember to follow us on Instagram for much more content at Catching Curveballs Podcast. That's Catching Curveballs Podcast. And as always, remember to rate, review, and tell everyone you know about the podcast.
0: We cannot wait to connect with you soon.